0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Chris and Dave's Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horowitz. Hey there, Chris. It is a week of doubles, so we've got a
1: double bumper episode that, you know, uh, this, or or we've got two episodes this week, and this is the second fucking time we've tried to record this bastard. So, (laughs) (laughs) hopefully it works a lot better than the first time, so... (laughs)
0: Where would you up? like so to
1: start today, sir?
0: So. Where we started about 25 minutes ago yeah. Dave, before we had to do <laughs> it again. So um, I think we just start with the whole, you know, the, uh, she came in, Taisha, all guns blazing. I mean, she takes Blake on a, a date. I basically thought that last week she's sort of seen the light. We'd seen Bennett go and then he came back said he loved her, uh, which I thought was just a complete load of bullshit and it was just a Hail Mary job. But When she went on the date with Blake, Dave, I just didn't get the body language of him at all. I I literally could tell her, he does not want to be here. He's just giving a lip service. Why? I'm not saying it's not his thing. I'm not saying it'd be my thing if Sam said, let's go for it. But he tried to sort of pacify her and go, yeah, yeah, I understand. I felt good. And when he said to her, I really felt a connection. I just knew. And then she started going into the whole thing about, I just don't think he's the right guy. But they have that car ready very, very quickly, Dave, to get rid of him. So that's why I don't know. Did, did they tell him before? that she, Does she tell him before I'm going to bin him off? I don't, I don't know how quickly that turnaround is from her saying she wants to bin him off. But yeah, I wasn't convinced by Blake at all. Or do they just always have a taxi on standby? <laughs> I'm
1: not sure you know this. Yeah. This, you know, Chris Harrison's like this date could go either way so you know you might want to keep it running on the meter y- you know what Chris I'd put down in my notes here which you know because I just told you 25 minutes ago but <laughs> I did put down on my notes that in the Blake date my first bullet point was how is he still here and I just don't get it because I think in the conversations that he had with Claire I saw more between them I I did genuinely feel like he was attracted to her I feel like you know there was something potentially there if she wasn't so obsessed with Dale Um, but I just didn't really get anything from him here and and I hadn't seen anything really leading up to this date that convinced me that there was there was ever going to be a connection so I think this was just a you know i think ivan had said hadn't he that you know this he's either going to get a rose or he's going to get sent home that's you know he's he's going to kill it or he's going to you know be jettisoned off la quinta and and i think it was the latter and and so you know i don't know would this kind of spiritual thing i, I think if i was there i'd be i'd be into it in that moment but he just wasn't particularly bothered i think she was giving it a go but not really getting any vibes from him, and so I think it was the i think it was the right choice um but what I was surprised about, Chris, was just Tasha's response and and the way she just absolutely broke down when she sent Blake home what What did you make of that
0: <laughs> Well, Dave, I'm going to tell you what I said a minute ago, yeah,, God.
1: like I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think that she must. She definitely had direction because the cameras were at different angles at different points of that thing where she'd squatted down. It was almost as if a dog had been run over or something, Dave, the way she reacted. She was absolutely mortified. And I didn't get it. Like you said, Blake was probably one of the ones, why the hell was he still here? What he is still doing on this show. He'd he'd offered nothing. He'd he'd gone all in in Claire at the start, gone on the date with Claire, seemed quite into it but obviously with the Dale situation that soon passed and he was just sort of hanging around so I didn't get it, I think that was just a complete setup. and when the camera angle moved to the side I'm thinking well she's definitely been told can you just hold them tears for a bit longer I'm not saying it wasn't genuine but she definitely hammed it up for the cameras Dave and uh, and then it went even worse, I mean the poor girl the, the poor girl I said it, with the situation with Blake and then you go on to Riley which I was a bit surprised with Dave because you've got all fucking Bella and Bennett there um, in the <laughs> background and then you who is just come in and just tried to sort of sweep her off her feet again and riley goes and and i think she got rid of riley because of his family what he said about his family and I, I, I don't know I, I i found that bizarre but she's well within her reason to have um apprehensions and not feel it with them two guys we don't know how she feels day so i can't question that i just find some of her judgment especially with bennett being still there really bizarre for me well, at this point in the show, the other guys don't
1: know that Bennett's still on the scene, do they? Yes, you know he's no, kind of no. loitering around, hanging around in the background, but um, as far as they're concerned he's he's already gone. You could see that Riley was pretty cut up about it, and i don't I don't fully buy the reasons that she gave to Blake or to Riley. I just feel that it's a case of I, she doesn't have a stronger connection with those two that she does with the other guys. I, th- I think it's as simple as that. But, you know, in that kind of breakup or bachelor breakup type situation, you you have to give some kind of reasons. Because I think, unfortunately, by saying those words, and I'm sure we'll speak a lot about mental all later, but she kind of... Blake who's obviously clinging on to this these words that, like, you know... Um, it was just time if we'd have had more time then maybe you know there could have been more and he was thinking oh god damn it it was only time, time was the one factor, that was the reason I didn't win Bachelorette and Tasha's Heart and then so he asked her about it and she was like well no <laughs> you know, there's other things as well and I, I just couldn't help but think of Dumb and Dumber where you know he's saying uh, he's saying to the lady uh, Swanson you know, is they so you know, are we talking about, you know, one in a one in a thousand? And she says, Oh no, more like one in a million and he's like, So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> it seemed to me that <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was Blake in that moment. You know, he was proper trying to cling on to anything that she said. But the reality is she just wasn't feeling it. And
0: I think, <laughs> you know, that that's the top and tail of it. Yeah, yeah, it is, but you know what, I love Dave, and I'm pissing myself, and talk about trying to save face, was when Riley's getting the speech, and whether, like I say, I wasn't too happy about him going necessarily, but when... When she basically was just about to say you're going, Riley cut her off and went, yeah, well, yeah, okay, yeah, I get that, right, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm going to leave now. And I'm thinking, mate, (laughs) you were fucking going anyway, just because you're not allowed Tasia to say, I don't want you to go. She was about to tell him to fucking get his case and piss off anyway. So I I like that. He tried to gain that little bit of... um, not power, but the respect back sort of thing. <laughs> and it's just, so, but again, very strange, that, that the whole scenario. She didn't mess about. I, I'm, I still think, no, Dave, there's a couple of guys in there that they should be out the door as well because they've not offered anything and they're still there. Ivan and that. I mean, y- you've got Ben there. Obviously, Ben's situation's weird. And I think he's exactly the one who's just that every time... She turns to him, there's another horror story comes out in there, there's, a, there's, there's something there that he's, oh I've got something else to tell you, and it's like, how many fucking red flags does she need with that guy, he's definitely got to get the boot for me.
1: Yeah, you, you know what's interesting about this show and, and this whole franchise though Chris, is because I guess the way you leave, that lasting impression you leave with the viewers,
0: that's kind of your audition for Bachelor in Paradise as well. Ah, right, okay. Yeah, because that's what we've been told, haven't we, a few times. That's what happens, though. Yeah. You do have like a merry-go-round. So,
1: so, like, you know, if you get jettisoned off Love Island, it's tears and everything, it's like, oh, no. And that's the end of it. That's the end of the show, unless you, you know, you bag another gig. Whereas it seems like, you know... I don't think Joseph will be getting the call back, but, you know, for some of the others, they're like, well, hopefully, you know, if I put in a decent enough performance, I'll get back on Bachelor in Paradise and milk this puppy for a bit more. So... I I was wondering if it was was a little bit of that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I felt sorry for Riley at the time. You know, he he seemed pretty cut up about it. But I just don't think she really felt that connection with him. I don't think it's, like, because of his family, because he kind of got caught out that he changed his name or whatever. I don't think it's any of that stuff. I think she just wasn't feeling it. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's uh, a bit of a piss-poor excuse, Dave. And and Dave, come on, let's talk about it. So fucking Bennett pops himself <laughs> back in there, Dave. <laughs> All them guys were like, what the fuck is going on here? And he came come in, didn't he, like shaking hands and he's like, you've seen a ghost. And... I I don't know. So, listen, I'm not calling it. I've never watched properly, like season after season of The Bachelor. I've watched maybe three or four seasons in my whole sort of reality career over the last years where we just watched them. And I have watched them from top to bottom. I've never seen somebody come back like this. I'm not saying it hasn't happened, Dave, but surely. I don't understand how Chris Harrison has sort of allowed that. He's quite stern with a lot of the guys and uh, with the contestants, and he's he's just sort of come back in, hasn't he? I know it might be Tasia's wish, but I just don't buy any of that with with um, Bennett at all. I I sort of think it goes against what the show's about.
1: I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it genuinely because it's like, it's built up as this drama and Zach seemed to be more annoyed than anyone, didn't he? You know, he was like, you know, he, he should have gone. You know, he, he suddenly feels threatened because he's like, you know, what the fuck? He was gone and now he's not gone. And if he's, if he's gone and then he's come back, then probably Taysha has had something to do with this, and then has just figured out that she's actually got more feelings. So Zach seemed particularly threatened. Noah was obviously pissed, <laughs> you know, because yeah. them two have had a thing all all along. But it was it was like this: they, they'd shown, you know, in the, at the top of the show, they'd shown that Bennett was coming back anyway, so it wasn't a shock. We knew it was going to happen because they told us. But it was like. It's as if, you know, they're doing an 80s movie, like a slasher movie, Chris, and it's like, Halloween 2, Bennett is back. Oh no, wait, <laughs> he isn't. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, funny. no sooner is he back, it's a, it, we're going to dish the fucking uh, cocktail party, we're going to get rid of that. And, and fucking go straight to the rose ceremony. Bennett, don't let your ass hit the door on the way out. I know.
0: I mean, wasn't that weird, though, Dave, the way the show was, was, was filmed where the, the men tell all was in the middle of the episode. And, and it's clearly obvious that she knows who she's picked or they know who she's picked because they were all alluding to the fact that it had been a couple of months since they've seen her. I found that really bizarre because I I couldn't tell who she'd picked. They did a good poker face thing. But I felt that should have been at the end. It was really weird.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, I guess, uh, I mean, the first thing, let's close off the the rose ceremony first. So, you know, Ben Ben already had a rose, didn't he? Zach got the first rose. Not sure if that particularly means anything. Ivan got the second. Brendan was sweating a bit. And he got the third that was on offer in the night. And then, like I say, it was Bennett and Noah who who got jettisoned off. Which, like I say, I don't really understand why she dragged that out. I can only think that, you know, she was caught off guard a little bit. The fact that Bennett said he loved her. And she kind of wanted time to just process that. So she's like, oh, come in for a sec. Had to think about it, nope, fuck off. <laughs> so I, I can kind of get it, but in terms of you know the the storyline of the show, it just seems a, a a little bit weird. but this section men tell all. I don't know I don't know if they normally do this. It did strike me as a little bit weird. All the shows that we've watched, the reunion is the last thing that happens. You know exactly what the final outcome is. And then everyone comes back. Whereas here, it was just the guys who were already out. So it was very clear. So there was no one, you know, Ben wasn't there. Zach wasn't there. um, Brendan wasn't there. Who am I missing? Ivan. You know, so the four guys who were going to uh, hometown, they weren't there. So it's questionable, you know, the guys who are in this men tell all thing, do they actually know what the outcome is? I'm not sure if they yeah, do or true. not. Maybe, maybe. so I tell you? Wasn't there Dave Chasen.
0: He got a pelt. I think on this fat, is this
1: you? is unconfirmed, but I, I think he's got COVID. I, I, oh right. Okay. I, I, sorry, you I haven't had. I haven't had. You know, I, I'm not sure if that's true or rumor. Um, but I, I think that it was. Let's face it, Chris. It wasn't because he was fucking scared of Ed, was it?
0: <laughs> no, not really, no. But but you know, that's a very good observation, actually, Dave. Yeah, so they are keeping the poker face with it, but it kicked off. And and I do wanna say, just quickly, the situation with Zach getting the rose, he'd done a little speech on the VT about being humble and, and talking about Bennett, and as soon as she picked him, he went he turned into a right cocky little fucker, I thought, when he was walking over to get the rose. And the way he approached Tasha was so fake. I thought he was like, oh, I can't wait for you to be or whatever he was saying, like be mine or whatever he said. That whole way he, I, don't, I don't know if his body language and that to me was like, oh, you cocky bastard, you are just playing Tasha. That's how, that's how it felt to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't pick up on that, but I've I mean, I've said on previous episodes there's something kind of off uh, about him for me. I'm I'm not really buying what he's selling. Um but, yeah, so, obviously, end of the road ceremony, you get you get Bennett and, and Noah going off, and, and you know, kind of, it seems apt, doesn't it, that they go off together. I kind of thought that, you know, you might have a Bentley coming and picking up Bennett and like, then, like, the fucking General Lee or something like that, picking <laughs> up Noah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I, I mean, so, when we get to the, the Mentel all bit, I mean, they completely edited out. They've, they've done Clarendale, haven't they? So that was, you know, they had a little chat about that when they went off the show. So they pretty much started the highlights until we get to Joseph, but, but pretty much yep. started them for when uh, Tayshu was coming in. So I guess the first thing, Chris, this is one close to your heart. So Ed properly fucking lays into Chasen, even though he's not there. <laughs> what do you reckon to that? Well, Dave,
0: are we surprised by that revelation? <laughs> and I think who um, was Chasen's friend? He actually said to him, didn't he? Like, you know, give us examples. You, you've sort of. Yeah. Um, so I, you, you, I, I noticed that DeMar was actually defending Chasen. DeMar, sorry, that's it. DeMar, sorry. Yeah. So DeMar was, was his mate and he tried to articulate it. Even with Bennett, he said it, didn't he? And it all swung around to Chasen. So then, obviously, a couple of the guys said about Bennett being condescending and, and that. So that 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 whole exchange with Ed didn't make any any sense. And and I think it was Demar who actually said he was more bothered about. Um, <laughs> Jason than he was about Tasia, so yeah. that, was, that was Ed's downfall, he was so he didn't like the fact that he'd said he he liked Claire and her, and it's like, but you've all said the same thing, you've all put your eggs in Claire's basket, within two days she's hooked up with Dale, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you're basically look, let's be honest, you're basically the fluffers to their Dirt Digglers Dave aren't they, <laughs> so Dale's Dirt Diggler and they are the fluffers basically, <laughs> all them guys because they were basically not doing anything to, to excite Claire Dale was they were just there just to purely function for the show Tasha comes in and they all swap and do the same thing how as much as and I'm not def- I got slated for this dinner with Chasen and that Dave but I, I'm not defending Chasen at all because he was a dick and that however what he did is that any different that anyone else has done or is doing in the show no Riley was all in on Claire, and then all of a sudden he was in love with Tasha. That's the part of the show. We're learning that, Dave, and we'll talk about that in the emails, because we've learned that the hard way, haven't we, with people (laughs) calling us out? So, I don't see it's wrong. However, Chasen was a complete dick, but so was Ed. So, that's the end of that for me, and that's gone. I will say, Dave, and I know it kicked off between Noah. Noah come across as a dick, I thought, more than... I know Bennett's been a bit of the bad guy for me, and he'd been the bad guy for a few people. Noah just went at everyone for some reason, and, and, and I think his true colours come out because he'd, not, cause he'd not obviously won and got with Tayshia. He, he just thought, you know what, fuck it, I don't care. And I think what people had said about him was true, he is a bit of a dick.
1: Well, they all are, though, aren't they? (laughs) Most of them. I I think I still. Right. In fact, let me start it this way. So, actually, Tracy had put on our Facebook, hadn't she, that, you know, she's heard a few times that Bennett is actually on the autism spectrum and it does kind of fit. And, you know, if that's true, does it make us feel kind of different about, you know, how we interpret his behavior? And I, I'm not convinced that he is. I, I still interpret his actions as being that of of someone who's been brought up with privilege. And I'll, t- in fact, I'll circle back to that because there was something when Yosef came on that made me think, you know, he's not, he's not on the spectrum at all. I, I just think he's, it's the way he comes across. But the, the things were going off all over the place. I, I think. I've thought for a while that Noah is a bit of a tool and, and, you know, it was going back and forth for a while, wasn't it? But then Kenny, the boy band manager comes in, (laughs) you know, and he's having, he's jumping across. He's having a go at Noah because remember, they were all pissed off because he grabbed some time because he, he leaped the fence in the wrestling challenge and he got, he didn't only muscle his way into the group date, which he had no right to do really. Um, he also got the rose from it. So Kenny's still smarting from that. You can see there's a lot of angst still still held. And, you know, Bennett said, <laughs> like he said, you know, uh, he loves his fucking four components of emotional intelligence speech, doesn't he? And he says, I was being nice. You're actually deficient in four out of four components. <laughs> and, then, and then you have Riley, who's sticking up for Noah. Like I said, Kenny lays into Noah, then you've got DeMar piping up, and he's saying, well, Bennett, look, you do talk down to the younger guys. Blake kind of seems to corroborate that. So it was all <laughs> fucking going off. Now, where Noah properly does fucking shit in the bed for me, Bennett, at that point, you know, yeah, look, Chris, when, when we're all guys, you know, and the fucking testosterone's pumping and like everyone's fucking throwing insults back and forth, you know, and just shout things that maybe you you just say in that moment Bennett seemed to calm down he seemed to climb down off his high horse there you know And he said I'm sorry if you know make you feel that way blah 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 I don't think it was genuine but he said those words and <laughs> Noah had the opportunity to also show some humility and he's <laughs> instead he just said that he's an ostentatious Harvard d bag. <laughs> Fair enough. If you're gonna go out, go out fucking firing. Do you go out with your scattergun and just take so everyone with you? So yeah, Chris, I I don't think Noah came off more of a douchebag than he he did on the show, but I think he did show that he he properly is one. And and again, I would have personally i would have liked to him just shown some humility there and just climb down off your high horse recognize a fucking you know apology when you see one and then just you know just apologize yourself because you're both a pair of fucking dicks
0: yeah basically just be nice and yeah you're right you're right just be nice and i'll tell you what dave So, obviously, we know, you know, the Bennett-Noah situation and these people on various different sides of the fence with them. That's fine. That's completely fine. Bennett's been really daft, I thought, in the last few episodes. Fucking hell, Dave. I I know that I slightly stuck up for Joseph when he had a go at Claire. And because of Claire's behaviour, obviously, the guys weren't seeing because Claire was as toxic towards some of the guys and a reaction and, and just complete theatrics were just ridiculous and I stand by that but when you watch it again what Joseph did and you're like, what a dick you know, what an absolute dick I, I, I'm i not a thingy a, a abolishing sort of um, Claire, because she reacted just as bad as Joseph. You know, by like saying you're doing this with the father of my kids and that. But it's the way he carried it on, and he got vicious with it. And when I watched it again, I was like, "Oh fucking hell!" So, so I think you know, even Chris Harrison was trying to help him, and all the guys yeah. went at him, didn't they? Yeah. I thought Riley was going to get up and cheer him.
1: Fucking hell! When they were showing the replay. Did you see Riley's face? Yeah, fuck I thought me. he was going <laughs> to fucking launch for him. I was like, he, he yeah. was like so angry, and um, yeah, I, I remember saying it at the time. You know, I I felt that Claire really escalated things. Right, Joseph was being a, he, you could sort of see the point that he was trying to get across, but he kept using the same words, and he's like, oh, it's totally classless. No class. (laughs) You know, He just kept saying the same things over and over again. And it it makes me question now whether he was just trying to get a rise out of her, and she eventually goes for it, and then she sort of escalates, and then he escalates more. So I I think both of them came off quite badly. But the thing is, you know, in the cold light of day, I he showed himself to be a bit of a prick here. And and when I say a bit yeah. of a prick, I'm being quite understated because I'm British. But, you know, he, he, he actually showed himself off to be a big fucking prick. Because to look back at that and claim, you know, make this big thing about your daughter and how you want to set an example for her and stuff like that. The way he acted, once Claire had escalated a bit and then he escalated again... Everything beyond that point was just fucking out of order and he should have just walked away, you know, and instead he's hurling insults, you know, screaming about the the oldest bachelor and whatever. Someone actually asked him, like, you know, would you would you be okay if someone spoke to your daughter like this? I thought, oh, that's a great question. Great question. You've got him there. And he fucking says, I hope if she was behaving that way, someone would have a word with her like that. I'm like, oh, mate, you've got proper fucking issues you have.
0: Yeah, yeah. His um, morals and thinking, I just think it was just wrong. It was completely... Uh, fucking hell I, I don't even know what to say uh, and like I say Chris Harrison you know did try and say to him like in 20 years I actually thought when he said in 20 years of doing this show I thought he was going to say to him get up and fuck off that's what I thought he was going to say <laughs> and he went but you, you know you, you stand by that dear. You? you know you basically can you not understand and he wasn't interested was he he was no. not like you just said he, he's he's narrow-mindedness towards it all was just bizarre for me. That was just ridiculous. And he even said to I had a pop-up mall going, I went to the source, I went to the source, you know, I, I had a problem, I went to the source, blah, blah, blah. I'm not like you, and I'm like, fair enough. But I think pretty much 90% of the audience that day was like, you went too far. He had a point. And he still, like you've just said, he had a point, but then he just turned nasty then he just completely went. And then Claire went at him then and he just ended up in a proper slanging match, didn't he? Yeah. Because the guys all had to interject and have a pop at him, didn't they? And like I say, at that time, watching that little bit of edited footage,
1: right, we made a call and it seemed like, you know, a curse on all their houses. They they both They both contributed to that horrible situation. But to show absolutely zero remorse like he has done there, to not even recognize anything, to say he's got no regrets in any of his behavior, any of his words, and to also say, you know, if his daughter's acting like that, he'd be okay with someone speaking to her like that. Fuck off, Yosef. I I just, like I say, I'd kind of, you know, I hadn't stuck up for him back in that episode when it was aired, but I'd sort of left the door open that it was just one of those things where you know people both people lose their cool but in the cold light of day to behave like that I just think it's it's bang out of order Chris
0: yeah, it is. Look, Dave, we also, like you said, we all say still do stuff and fucking react in stupid ways. And then 10 minutes later, you can go, What the hell have I just done? You know, or why the hell have I reacted like that? Maybe I shouldn't have said that. I was, was he a bit harsh? We all do it. It's life. You learn from your mistakes, don't you? You know, as you, whatever age you are, you still make them. You still put your foot in it. You still overreact to things that you shouldn't do that's just the way it is isn't it that that's we're all human that's just human nature but if you don't learn from them mistakes and grow then you've got a serious problem and he must be nearly 40 yosef and he's gone through life doing that it's no wonder he's single
1: yeah i mean just i wouldn't be fucking happy with my daughter dating him i tell you no <laughs> um no, no but i tell you I, I said i'd circle back to this Bennett, for me, I mean, I mean, all the guys were having their say, weren't they? Bennett was trying to articulate, to say, look, you may have had a point, but the way you went about it was completely wrong. To me, and, and look, Chris, I, I'm not a doctor, not a specialist, just have an opinion. But from what I understand about all the different types of autism, it's usually, you know, there's a lack of empathy, there's a lack of awareness of, you know, some certain types of behavior. But the fact that Bennett was recognizing that it wasn't just the words that Yosef was using, he was empathizing with Claire and how she would have felt being attacked the way he was doing it. So that, and, and I may be wrong, and please write in, if if I'm misreading that but when Bennett said that I thought, no, I don't think he is on the spectrum, I do think he is just privileged because he is recognising, he has got empathy for Claire in that moment and and again I thought what he said there was spot on
0: Yeah and, and I agree Dave and agree and I think you've just done one of the best segues ever Dave because you know we've had an email and <laughs>
1: This well, is just, just before we get onto the email, not oh, yeah, yeah. to go delay on. this savage beating. But so Tasha, <laughs> right? Tasha came on as well. Did you think? I mean, I, I haven't made any notes. I didn't think, apart from where Blake was trying to cling to some hope that there might have been something, you know, in a parallel universe. Maybe if they'd had more time, there could have been something there. I didn't really find too much of substance there.
0: No, I didn't, and I think more than anything was Riley. Riley was absolutely broken. They even got him on stage, didn't they? Her and Chris, you know, and, and yeah. he genuinely, he genuinely had feelings. As much as what I said about him flip flopping between her and Claire, he, he genuinely was upset, and he'd completely. Um, all them barriers had gone with him. And I think that's probably why he had this connection with her in the end, because he'd revealed to her more things on this show than probably he'd ever done with anyone else. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Blake, just fucking nonsense. I don't know where that had come from. He was even asking her then, money like, why? And it's like, this isn't the format to do that. You know, it's just not... The, the, that The whole format of having 10 blokes sat there having a go at each other and then he's trying to, like, ask why she doesn't love him. That's just like, have a bit of self-respect, mate. (laughs) You know, speak to her privately. Just get the feedback if you're that desperate for the feedback. there's no
1: drama. There's no TV drama then, is there, Chris? If they're all sat there in the fucking green
0: room beforehand, they could all discuss this then, but there's no drama. No, there isn't, Dave. (laughs) But I'll tell you what, this fucking drama in this email I'm going to read because (sighs) this is... Let let me pull up a chair. email... (laughs) This is the email I've been waiting for. Well, it is for 90% of the time. Anyway, this one reads, and I'm going to take great pleasure in reading this out. Dave, you poor little dum-dum. And this is from my good friend, Sherry. Dave, Dave, Dave. I didn't peg you for a tool, but this most recent podcast proved me wrong. To say that Tasha is cheating because she's kissing multiple men on a reality show in which all parties are fully aware that she's dating and gasp kissing 25 other people is just daft. But then to compare her supposed cheating to her husband secretly having sex with another woman during their marriage, and she's putting exclamation marks, Dave, marriage. <laughs> well, that's just a whole other level of stupid. Sadly, you crank the ignorance to a new level by then seemingly agreeing with her husband's deplorable justification for his infidelity, because he and Tasha lacked intimacy. What the fuck, Dave? <laughs> Is this some sort of men-have-needs bullshit. Guess what? Women have needs too. Yet it appears she remained loyal to the marriage despite their difficulties. Bottom line, if you're married and can't work it out with your spouse, anyone with integrity simply asks for a divorce. Don't be a bellend by justifying his infidelity or comparing it to her kissing guys on a reality <laughs> TV show. I thought you were the more reasonable of the two of you, Dave. Please don't disappoint me again. <laughs> Sherry, but however, we get a P.S. Dave. Would you like to read the P.S. bit?
1: <laughs> P.S. You fucking see you next Tuesday, Chris. <laughs> Actually, I may may have embellished that bit, Chris. <laughs> says P.S. Chris, I'm calling you out for multitasking while Dave is talking, <laughs> while he throws out a comment to you, and there is an awkward pause followed by a random and untimely laughter it's pretty obvious you haven't been paying attention.
0: <laughs> As I'm doing now, yeah. Anyway, I will say, Dave, that that is absolutely Sherry, with what she said about me is on the money, because we both do this. I'm probably worse than you for fidgeting and messing around when we're talking, and we do it all the time on our other podcast, The VHS, so, a few weeks ago. So I, I think, think we do, uh, right? We do
1: zone out a bit, but I actually think this is more down to your shit editing. <laughs> <laughs> it's... because right especially tonight more than more than most but we've been having a few technical gremlins this last couple of weeks haven't we and i just sometimes you get that lag we are 200 miles away i i I hope you know it sounds like we're we're in the same room but i i wonder if it's that but i'd have to go back and listen (laughs) and uh i think it's an editing job
0: Oh, hang on a minute. I get two lines in an email <laughs> you know, and we're no, talking no, about sorry. my two lines and not about this full paragraph story we've had from Sherry sorry. about you. Well, look, let me tell you, Sherry, <sighs> not all men feel like David and talk like that. I hold, on, feel hold, like on, hold on, hold <laughs> on, hold on, hold on.
1: So I, I think you, you had the call, didn't you, a few weeks ago, you know, to call me out and, and then I've just walked right into one there. I Honestly, Chris, there's a few things in there, because I I would honestly have to go back and listen, because clearly I didn't make myself clear. You know that I've ended up on the raw end of what she's talking about there, and so it is not my opinion at all that it is acceptable what he's done there. Old, uh, I think it's Josh something so he'd gone on to reality steve's podcast because you know in his words for a couple of years she's controlled that narrative she's played up you know this infidelity and what have you so he was having his say i don't think it's any way close to the same thing so so what he did you know it, it destroys lives it destroys marriages so i think clearly it's down to me i probably just didn't express myself properly there the second thing, I just don't... I'll just never get with the kissing thing, the kissing multiple people. I know it's normal for Bachelor. I know it's normal for The Bachelorette. Just me personally, I put myself in that position. And I think, you know, I, I can't imagine having a conversation with a girl who I'm dating and that it's like, well, I've got... let's see, Let's just say four, Chris. I've got four... And honestly, I'm just—I'm still dating you because I'm not sure if you're the best yet. And <laughs> I, yes. I, know, I know it's the show, but just inherently, I think what I was saying is I can watch a hundred more seasons, and it will still never quite sit right with me. Whereas what we get from most of the you know feedback that we've heard is, well, this happens every season, so it's okay, and that's fine. That's your opinion. My opinion is that I'm not okay with it. I can accept that this is the format of the show but just me personally i put myself in that position and i wouldn't be okay with it so that's there you go chris that's how i feel about it
0: that's fair enough dave i like that you've dug yourself out of a nice hole i do like i do
1: like how she's launched for me proper fucking both barrels but she's still taking side swipes at you (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, Sherry. Don't ruin it. Just just have a go at Dave, please. <laughs> yeah, but um, no. She's right though, Dave. That's I can't brilliant. say anything. She's absolutely got that to a T because we do that all the time, the pair of us. I'm probably, like I say, I'm worse than you for that. But anyway.
1: Well, Sherry, you've popped my roasting cherry. And uh, so so thank you. Thank God for that.
0: I've had about (laughs) half a dozen so far this series. I always get called out. So this one, Chris,
1: I think we've got a a lighter one going.
0: Yes, we have, Dave. We've got a good one from our good friend Anna. So. Anna says, I hope there's mouthwash on set. Hi, guys. It's been a while, but Scott and I have been following along Tasha make questionable decision after questionable decision, and then get indignant when someone questions her integrity. I'm not sure what to make of this season. Would love it if anyone out there in Bachelor Nation could let me know on a scale of 1 to 10 how normal this season is. Here's my thoughts. I have no problem in principle with all of the kissing, it is consensual, but looking at it from a probability perspective, I would really want to be one of the first guys to kiss Tasha. If she kisses everyone and you're the last up at a cocktail party, you're essentially swapping spit with everyone else in the house in the best of times. That's just unhygienic. During COVID times, it leads me to believe these guys lack judgment. Also, the non-stop kissing kind of makes it seem less special. Scarcity implies value. So if you want to make the kiss mean something, you hold off for a bit, maybe, which is what I'd said last week. On Bennett again, I have no problem in principle with a guy presenting Tasha with a value proposition that is different from the gym muscles and aspiring social media career. There's nothing wrong with being an intellectual as opposed to a gym rat. But despite the many Harvard references, it doesn't appear that Bennett actually has the goods to back it up. There's something to be said for keeping your accomplishments under your hat and letting others discover them. Bennett's approach was showy and in poor taste. The better man would never have started with Noah and would have risen above the juvenile displays. Seriously, who gives second-hand socks as a gift? Well, I know, Dave. Anyway, (laughs) R.I.V. Blake. (laughs) You never had a shot in hell, but uh, wait a stand at attention for the true Norths. At the True North, Strong and Free, Canada. I think it must be Canadian, Dave. RIP knowing your dirty teen stash. (laughs) Lastly, I'm emotionally exhausted from watching these guys dump their deepest trauma on Tayshow while she stares at them pie-eyed, thanks them, and then changes the subject. I am all for mental health and wellness, but I don't think that's what this is, and I'm kind of worried about Ben. Looking forward to what everyone else has to say. Thanks for the continued entertainment, Anna. So that's another belting email, Dave. Yeah,
1: not not enough abuse for my uh, liking. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think she's got some great points there, hasn't she? And I, I think again, like I say, fundamentally, if if this was two thousand and nineteen, Chris wouldn't be okay with the kissing, be accepting, like say, the format of the show. But with COVID and everything, it just seems a bit strange, doesn't it? I don't want to get close to anyone at the supermarket. Never mind, never mind. Snogging everyone. So I guess they 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 probably have I don't know regular testing, don't they? So yeah, giving them the yeah. benefit of the doubt there. Um, and I, I agree. I mean, especially for us, and, and I think you know Canadians, you know, possibly in the same space as well. That you know, we'd like to people have. Privilege. We like to them to have some kind of humility, don't we? We don't like people like I've got fucking loads of money. I'm better than you. My education is more expensive and of higher quality than yours was. Clearly, I'm just better than all of you. You know, we just fundamentally don't like that. And I think I think we quite kind of warmed to Bennett when when he didn't have too much screen time. He seemed quite endearing, didn't he? He, seemed, he? he was clearly money as soon as he turned up. He was kind of old money, wasn't he? But I think, you know, at some point, and I don't know if it just coincides with this needle with Noah, where we just saw, sort of saw this horrible side to him. I think the date that he had where he opened up quite a lot with Taysha, I thought he came across quite well. He is a good-looking bloke, isn't he? He's a tasty oh, God, dish. Yeah. Proper looks like, you know, Christopher Reeve Superman, or, or looks more like the Clark Kent version. But yeah, it was just some really distasteful behaviours from him, and uh, I think that's certainly what turned turned me off him in terms of like someone who'd who'd be a good fit.
0: Oh, I think you're right, Dave. I, I thought he was good in the roasting when he was roasting Dale and Claire. He went a little bit far, but he was quite funny and witty. I he wasn't even on my radar until Tayshia came in and this whole situation came with Noah and that. So it was almost like the chasing an Ed thing. You know, he, Bennett couldn't leave Noah alone and vice versa, you know, so. See, I, yeah, I don't remember him being particularly funny. I think it was funny because he
1: just completely went after Dale when it was obvious to everyone. It's like, look, Claire's only got eyes for Dale, here, and we're not sure because we're watching an edited show. We're not sure is this just what how it's edited for us. So it was kind of funny to see all the guys lay into Dale, and you know clearly they're feeling it as well. But I don't think he was particularly witty. I think he might have read a book on comedy, and you know thinks he's a comedian. But he, I didn't personally. I didn't find him that funny.
0: Oh, that's fair enough, Dave, fair enough. So we have got another episode tomorrow, Dave, haven't we? So, um, we have. and Yeah, we'll go see how that be- plays before out. Before we get to that, Chris,
1: I mean, it's hometown, isn't it, tomorrow, so it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And uh, I've seen some clips of, you know, when uh, I think it was The Bachelor, went to visit Tasha's mum and dad. Tayshia's dad does not suffer fools gladly, Chris. So I'm going to be really intrigued to see how he kind of handles meeting these four blokes and uh, gives them a bit of a grilling. I think it's going to be good and entertaining tomorrow. But before we wrap up, Chris, we do have uh, a review on Apple Podcasts, and it simply says, love it. My husband and I discovered UK Love Island soon after we went into COVID lockdown into spring. We've now watched seasons two to five. For those counting, yes, we've watched 201 hours of Love Island, plus the (laughs) US Love Island this summer. Great effort there. My hatred of Amber and Anna early in season five made me go looking for a recap podcast because I desperately wanted to hear others complain about them too. My husband was getting sick of me ranting. I found Chris and Dave and they are perfection. I'm now listening to their bachelorette podcast as well. You all are hilarious and I love your takes on cheesy reality dating shows. A+++. And that's from Jen from North Carolina, Chris. That's
0: brilliant. I'm proper smiling here, Dave. That's lovely. It is. It's really a, nice. What a
1: really nice email. And again it just makes us feel all gooey and warm and humble really I mean it's just uh, and and consider it I mean that was a polarising
0: season that season 5 wasn't it that was great and obviously it was your second series wasn't it Dave so it was the was first, your first one, wasn't it? It, it was your first. Was your f- this is, that was the first podcast we did on reality TV, yeah. wasn't it? So, uh, uh,
1: if you remember, because for, for new, or I say new, but newer listeners, um, we started this on, on Love Island because Chris was such a long-time fan. And I was like, I don't get it. This is shit. And it was actually me who suggested, well, we'll do it. Chris will be the super fan, and I'll just be crapping all over it for the entire time and we saw met in the middle haven't we it took me about three or four episodes and that was it i was hooked we were originally <laughs> going to do a weekly show but things were changing every day it's like chris we've got a record we've got a record and then uh, you remember sharif he got booted out yeah. didn't he and then it was literally. like, <laughs> it literally, it was lunchtime that day. The news broke, and it was like, oh, let's jump on. We've, we've got to discuss this. What's happened? What's
0: happened? <laughs> you missed my terrible joke then, Dave. That he, he got booted out because he actually booted. Some, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. A lady <laughs> in a, in a, uh, a t- fairy, shall we say. Well, there you go.
1: In a lady garden. So <laughs> A lady garden. Yeah, yeah that, anyway. was, <laughs> that was an interesting season, wasn't it? But again, it, I, I just remember with Amber. And Anna, because you had loads of people who were defending them, but then you had, oh, what, what was the guy's name? <laughs> Basically, they, I mean, they were being horrible, but the people they were being horrible to were also complete arseholes, so you had, like, people taking up one side or people taking up the other side. That was such a polarising season, but if you haven't watched it, I mean, I think it's available on Hulu. Go back and watch it. That is a roller coaster of a season.
0: It is, because I've heard a couple of the podcasts I listen to mention Love Island. Like, they're watching it now, so whether it's gone on US TV or it's just available, like you say, on Catch Up, on Hulu and that, I'm not sure. But I did hear it this morning, funny enough. It's about Tommy Fury and stuff, so yeah, interesting, Dave. Interesting how that's come around. So if you are tuning into them episodes, brilliant, because Love Island is great. That's my favourite out of all of them, to be honest. Sorry, Chris, I I sort of zoned out there. What was that? (laughs) Oh Dave, <laughs> she will have she'll have you She'll
1: <laughs> you Now Chris, where can everyone get in contact with us?
0: Uh, on social media, guys, at cdrealitycast. If you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. If you want to send some nice emails in about us, that would be really nice. But if you do want to send in your proper critique of us, get them in. And I honestly don't mind reading out any you send in about them because it is rather good fun. That's the other bad one. So thank you very much. But, Sherry, next time, can you do my criticism in another email? I've, not, I've had 90% joy out of reading that one. It's the PS that got me at the end. But, no... Get them in, guys, and get your reviews in and your podcast catching up. Me and Dave do not take anything personally, so just get it in. And we love having a laugh at each other's expense because that's what good friends do.
1: <laughs> we kind of secretly love a bit of a roast, don't we? But, uh... I,
0: I love it. I love it. When someone's having a pop at me, I can't even defend it because when Sherry's having a go at me, I know full well that's what I do, Dave. So uh, Sherry, he's on the money there. All right, mate. Well, hopefully when we finish off, this will
1: have recorded. So, uh, yeah.
0: I'll
1: speak to you tomorrow. Bye.